The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Friday, 1st of May. The Fujicast. 1st of May, episode 101, Kev. I feel like I'm in room 101. Don't know about you. <laughs> 101, who'd have thought it? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, there we go. Um, so, um, yeah, welcome to the start of the next 100 till we get to 200. Now, maybe we'll all be allowed to go out and play again. <laughs> maybe <laughs> once well, weekly this is 43 days on the bench yeah, yeah yeah you count it at 43 days unbelievable once weekly now daily while we're all being asked to socially distance stay at home or for some self-isolate completely a show about our lives as picture makers whatever flavor of camera you choose whatever genre of photography you shoot whatever your interest is whether you're a pro or whether you're amateur whether you're a hobbyist whatever you are you're very very welcome and of course if you want to send your questions into the show we're back to questions we did gratitude yesterday then you can send us to uh, your questions to click at fujicast.co.uk or through our brand new shiny website yes sparkling it's still sparkling it'll take a few days before it gets dirty i I do a little leap when i see it um i was looking at it again uh, with a coffee earlier on i was thinking that looks good and I, yeah. I, I went to say well done me, but actually no, it was well done Kev entirely. Well done Kev. <laughs> well, we're <laughs> going to be building a lot more onto it, so you will have noticed that the uh, episode pages are a lot more detailed. So a lot more detailed. So if you appreciate, of course, we appreciate that most of you just listen to the podcast in your car, in your bed, or whatever, and you're not listening to it on the website. But yeah. for those of you that do listen on the website, or for those of you that want to re- return to the website to look at the uh, extra content we'll be putting videos and links and pictures and all sorts that, that complement the episode yeah. in the episode notes and also we're building a library of our favorite online uh, free photography films that we can find there's a book library coming various other things like that it's going to be on there it's a real resource area now i like the way I, you were i was looking through some of the videos you've uploaded and i was i was looking at some of those uh, I'm not talking about the videos of us, by the way. I'm talking about the videos of, of other photographers and stuff that you found that's really, really, just really engaging. So that was a really good idea, actually, Kev. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're not going to be the first website to have no, no, links to, to free things, but we, you know, we've we've collated it, so it's all archived, and you can search by character. Yeah, <laughs> character. yeah. Okay. yeah. Character rather than photographer is apt in many cases. Well, would you put grumpy <laughs> and then you come out with um, <laughs> a familiar street photographer in New York? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I noticed, by the way, on, on the website, oh, and I can't look it up quickly because I've, I've got the audio uh, recorder running, but um, you, were sa- you, you said if you'd like to send anything in, you were very cheeky about this, Mullins, then here's the address. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, one of the things that was sent in um, a little while ago, before the website even even went live, was the and it was on your list of uh, your gratitude list yesterday was um, was a coffee press, Aeropress. I Aeropress, think it's called. Aeropress. Isn't it? Yeah, we'll get there in the end. Which is apparently the um, um, the the biggest thing in making yourself a coffee at the moment. Yeah. So I was sent that. Uh, we had a question a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? About um, do you ever get things from guests yeah, from yeah, clients? Yeah. As, you know, as gifts. Yeah. And um, and yeah, so uh, Tim, whose wedding I photographed last year, he's he's uh, marketing manager or whatever of uh, this this company, and uh, so he sent it. To, he sent us both one, didn't he? In fact, yeah. Um, yeah. Very kind of it. It's amazing, and it, uh, and uh, you know, he obviously he even says to us, "Don't you don't? This isn't for you to mention. You know, it doesn't make me any more money. Um, you know, I'm only salaried." But I was like, "Oh well, I, you know, I do like coffee." <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but I couldn't quite understand how it would be any different to just a regular old plunger. Yeah. But it's not. It's very different. It's great. And it's all to do with the way the air, I was reading about it, it's all to do with the way that the air moves through the coffee when it's being plunged. Um, and it's very cathartic doing that. You Is haven't it? done yours yet, have you? Well, no, I'll t- 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 tell you why. Because <laughs> last Friday was the uh, was the, 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 the what we call the two-weekly shop. Uh, whereas we once used to go shopping once a week, um, Sam's tried to do it so she only has to go into the madness once every fortnight. Yes, Actually, we the, all know about multiple fridges in your house. <laughs> but no, <laughs> n- no, we've not been stockpiling, I hasten to add. We, but by sensibly, the second fridge, by the way, is frequented by far too much vino. Um, but that aside, yeah, one of the, one of the listed items on there was um, coffee for the Aeropress. And, oh. and when Sam got back, she said, oh, you know what I forgot? I said, no, 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 no. Avocado? No, 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 no. Carrots? No. Um, any other veg? No. Veg, all okay. The thing she forgot was the coffee. So It's worth... It's worth... Uh uh worth going next door and raiding their their cupboard or or <laughs> you know, doing it with a big long fishing net or whatever you have to do I these can't days do that can you imagine breaking into the house next door getting caught so i just want your coffee i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah very so, cool though yeah so thank you tim for that um right should we go with the, the question today by the way we've got the uh, the last of the photo challenges uh, oh, yes the last one yeah I'm, I'm intrigued to know what you've come up with i uh, no, you won't you don't have to come up with one no that's I it you don't have to come up with a theme anymore no no that's it i'm retired that was it um so well on monday well if you like you can take over the new challenge which is the caption competition uh no it's okay you're going out <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm washing my hair that day. Washing my hair. Talk oh, no, I've got any hair left. You're, you're not washing your hair anymore. You, <laughs> you have to go. By I the way, this morning, and I, I was I went for a little jog with Rosa and came back, had a shower, and I was, I was like, oh, don't need to reach for the, sh- the hair gel anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's another that's another very good reason, by the way, to go to all the W's, fujicast.co.uk, because that is the only place on, the, uh, on episode 100 where you will see Kev's shiny new haircut and it literally is shiny <laughs> i look uh, i look like uh somebody out of tenko do you remember tenko, tenko? oh my god how old is that show yeah god. they were all women weren't they <laughs> that's twice this week that you've mentioned an old show brideshead revisited and tenko yeah. anyway this isn't so much a question but i wanted to uh, read it out because i spied this on the fujicast facebook group the other day um alex frederickson um, she's a, a very active member of the, the Fujicast Facebook group, and she lives in Austria. Uh, a wonderful post about what she'd found in Austria as they emerge from lockdown tentatively. Picture of, There was a picture of benches uh, overlooking parks and scenic backdrops and trails and in woods. And she'd written the following words. I'm sorry this is uh, a, a few paragraphs long, but bear with me. Come sit a while with me, she wrote. As I listened to several Austrian ministers outlining the slow process of opening the country up again this morning, my first feeling was a kind of dismay. I am, of course, looking forward to seeing friends and sitting and watching the world go by with a beer and roaming the streets with my camera. Of course I am, but a big part of me is loving this new way of living so much, and I'm afraid an old pressure to be productive will overcome me again. But then I realised that the only person who can put me under such pressure is me. When we shut down March 16, I was physically and to some degree also psychologically exhausted from running between my different jobs. It was like a plate spinning. I didn't want that anymore. It's been a week since I took my first photos in this forest and since then I've spent more time in here than I have in the last two years combined. I sat on this bench today and although there was no sun, therefore no shadow and light performing a timeless dance and the wind was chilly, 
I lingered for the longest time before slowly wandering home. I am going to take every last hour of the time remaining to me. I will invite friends to sit with me on this bench and share in the wonder I've rediscovered. That's what this has been the last six weeks or so, rediscovery. And then as a final para, as Proust so beautifully said, the only true voyage of discovery is not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. My eyes are now open, and although I'm as human and imperfect as the next person, I'm going to try my damnedest not to look back. I thought that was a lovely post from Alex Fredrickson. Indeed, yeah, beautiful, absolutely. Wonderful words from Proust. I'm Mm. going to put that over there in the definitely save this, never ever put that in the recycling pile, which Mm. is just a small pile, but it's building gradually. Right, so should we do a proper question now then, should we? Um, Alan Blankley. Really enjoy the podcast. Chaps, question. Are vintage lenses a good way to find that focal length you want to invest in? I moved from a Nikon um, 3100 of seven years to the X-T3 and love it. I've got the 1855 and 1680. But recently I bought a cheap Minolta MD Rokor 50mm 1.7. I'm going to try and find a couple more 23 and 35 focal lengths. Eventually I'd like to get a 23 1.4, 35 1.4, the 56 1.2. But in the meantime, he's messing about with vintage lenses. Is that a good way to do it, do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, what you have to remember with vintage lenses is that the you're going to get possibly depending on the uh the magnification or whatever they call it you're going to get some kind of crop more than likely if you're not using the right filter or right adapter um so i have a, i have i have exactly that lens that minolta lens um and it, yeah it's good fun it's it's not something it's manual focus so it's you know struggle with it at weddings but yeah it's it's nice you can get some really old like russian zenit and yeah. you know some kind of military grade lenses and they're really cheap do you remember we were talking about the military grade lenses and wasn't that wasn't there an issue with uh, radioactivity or something i don't okay. think it was really an issue i think they've got they do have uh, radioactive <laughs> parts to the glass all oh, right okay was well, i going a bit chernobyl on you on that one um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, why not? I mean, uh, um, Jonas Rask is the one that's done a lot of stuff with uh, vintage lenses. So I would uh, type in Jonas Rask vintage lenses, and you will you will find his website. I'll, I'll link to it, of course, in the uh, show notes. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of them out there, and they're good fun. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. whether using them as a test bed for investing in something else of the same focal length makes much sense i yeah, guess yeah. well perhaps it does i don't know yeah because they are cheap so mm. often they're cheap anyway right I'm, I'm gonna be a bit mean to you now um this is a word i've always had trouble with so if if you were asking me this question i wouldn't be able to do it kev i'm just gonna i'm gonna lay myself bare there and be honest about this spell for me the word yacht y-a-c-h-t why is it i can never spell that word anyway. because you're thick <laughs> thanks very much kev <laughs> I thought it was going to be a tough word. Yeah, well, well, for for me, anything to do with yachts. <laughs> that's not a yacht. You need to and work on that. How do you normally that. spell it then? Well, any anyway, but that is Y O T. Yeah. Do you know we uh, do you know, that we say this all the time with the kids? Stop text spelling when you when you send stuff because you will grow up not being able to spell. Mm. Though is T H O U G H, not T H O. All right, granddad. Blame. <laughs> it's a little, yeah. Am I sounding like that? Anyway, the reason I mention that is, isn't this a cool job? Um, Andrew from Cornwall, he runs a website called 
superyachtphotography.co.uk. You have to go and see this site. Superyachtphotography.co.uk. Are you in front of how me? Do you spell, how do you spell that? S U P E R. S U P E R. Yeah. No, S O O P E R. Yacht photography. P H O T. F O T O. Type that in. Go on, smart Alec. Go and get get super yacht photography up on your screen in front of you. Are you typing? Uh, yes, I am just typing in super. adult ed- education courses for English in Barcha. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Actually, in fairness to you, it does have some of those absolutely stupid silent letters in it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And I know how much you pointless like your things. Si- the most pointless letters. things in the world are silent letters. I don't know why they were ever existed. Yeah. It should have just been Y-O-T. I know. Uh, oh, yeah, that is pretty impressive. Well, look isn't at it? that. I mean, what a life. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously, you've got to have sea legs. If you haven't got sea legs, super yacht photography is probably not the job for you. <laughs> yeah. That's but, cool, though, isn't it? Yeah. Look at that. That's actually his job. Mm-hmm. To take these pictures. That is his job. My word. And and, and some of that you can see some of the places he's travelled as well. I mean, this is this is not just all around the Isle of Wight or just around you know no, Cornwall not, or not moored off Barry Island. I can tell you. Well, there's no Merthyr Tidfil shots in there. Even at the Merthyr Boating Lake, you won't find him there. No. Not a. Sunset. So was there a question with this? Yes, there is. Anyway, long time listener, first time caller. I shoot weddings and super yachts, and both <laughs> of, of course the... you do. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're very closely related, and both of these genres have always meant my trusty set of cannons have been perfect for the job. However, a few years ago, I started to shoot behind-the-scene film stuff, like Mr Bernstein mentioned last week. I started to shoot student and low-budget productions to help build up a portfolio. Now, he began with one of these blimps, Kev, where you muffle the noise. Uh, He quickly realised it was the most ridiculous, cumbersome thing you'll ever, ever own, so he sold it and bought an XT2, which was great in every single way, the size being inconspicuous, as he says, silent shutter, essential. However... The one problem was the batteries. I would go, he says, through 10-plus batteries on a 12-hour shoot. There were times I missed a shot because I lost power. So his question, do you both just put up with this, chaps, when you shoot weddings? How many batteries do you go through on a wedding day? I'm used to one battery the whole day in my camera. I would love to shoot the weddings too with Fuji gear. But this is the one thing holding me back for sure. Now, we've talked about this before, Kev. It's not a problem I suffer from with it. No, me neither. A lot of people do. And it's often because they've got the LCD screen on, continuously on, um, or they're using flash a lot. All of that kind of stuff is yeah. going to eat the battery up quicker. Yeah. But no, I, I regularly get eight, 800,000 shots out of a, a standard X-T3 battery. 800,000? 800 to 1,000. Oh, right, okay. I was thinking, what yeah. sort of battery are you carrying around? Um, so no, so for stills, that's that's easily achievable. Yeah. As yeah. long as you're not... Um, and obviously, if you're using flash, you're going to be using flash, but you have to accept that that's going to drain the battery a little bit quicker. Um, but if you're not using flash and you're not, you know, got the LCD on all the time where you're constantly reviewing images... Even if you only got 450, which is, I think, the the kind of minimum that they say that you're going to get. Mm. What's 450 times 12? Uh, 12, 4, uh, 11,000. I, <laughs> I think this is all to do with um, how, how much you, you use burst rate as well, isn't it? Cause some well, actually, ironically, the- burst rate uses up less battery. Is that right? Okay. Well, I'll rewind that. There's nothing to do with burst rate. <laughs> you can, you can, if you do shoot on burst rate, you'll typically the battery will last longer because right? okay. uh, I don't know some kind of special 
fairy juice oh, going on inside. Okay, so your cards may run out quicker, but your batteries are okay. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, and to be totally honest with you, Andrew, I don't care because I'm looking at your pictures of the yacht and, frankly, I hope all your batteries run out really quickly. <laughs> don't be jealous. The I'll Daily Show the Photo time. Challenge. Don't talk over the jingles. Stop it. <laughs> You'd be thinking of him when, did you say? In the shower? Gonna, Was that? I'd be thinking of him next time I'm at a wedding, if I'm ever at a wedding again. <laughs> yeah. While I, while he's on the in middle of the uh, oh. know, Pacific or Atlantic taking beautiful pictures in dusk. Yeah. With, with people that are, I mean, that's social distancing for you. Unless they put him up in the crow's nest. Andrew, you've just come from shore. You get in the crow's nest, you stay there till we get to fast lane. Yeah, and, and try not to drop a battery off the edge. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you'll need all ten of those. So, um, let, this is the, the final one of the, uh, the photo challenges. So, looking back at last week, what do we have? Um, so, this isn't the final one, is it? It is. It's the final one. Uh, yes, Friday, sorry. Yeah. There is no more themes to go, but no, we no, still no, no, have no. to look at the ones from this week. That's yes. right. You're not setting Next a new week. one. I mean, you can set a new one if you want. Have you got one? No. This, no. It's more complicated than silent letters. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, okay. So last week's one, this time last week, the yeah. challenge was to make a portrait or a picture re re recreating a famous artwork. Yeah. Now, this was an idea we stole off. I think it was the Museum of Modern Arts uh, somewhere, or may have been the Guggenheim. Somebody did something or other where they put a tweet out. That's and Right, yeah. people really rose to the occasion and i far I prefer the word borrowed borrowed yeah, yeah okay um people rose to the occasion on the facebook they group as well did, on Fitchcast facebook amazing. group we had 77 or so entries yeah yeah some of them are amazing absolutely amazing like proper proper clever uh, there's there's a brilliant one from rivki locker yep. uh which is the portrait of maria adelaide of france uh, by John Etienne Latois. And sure enough, there's her daughter, and it looks pretty much the same. It's, it's incredible. She's sat in a <laughs> pretty know, similar dress. She's got yeah, a similar kind of hat on, reading yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rivke did another one with her daughter again. This time it was Young Girl Carrying a Pumpkin by Fausto Zanaro. Tom Verhoeven went um, pretty abstract, and he went, uh, he called it Mondrian with vinyl records. Um, and obviously that's a kind of print or, or you know, a, a color print. And he's, he's mm. stacked his vinyl records to emulate that. That was really cool. I liked uh, Mandy Burton's Andy Wardog. Andy Wardog. Oh, yeah. Andy Wardog. Yes, yes, I saw that one. Yeah, that is Mandy's humor as well. Honestly, there were so many, absolutely so many. And, and uh, as I've, I have been doing recently is um, putting put the winning picture on the, the, the Fujikawa um yeah. episode on the website i'm actually going to take a couple of them um because they're they're brilliant i'm going to put a handful of them on there i think they're amazing brilliant. so you'll need to if you don't go to the facebook group you can always go to the website and see some of them the one that i uh, the, the one that really struck me because i thought this was absolutely ingenious though was uh, elizabeth gray's uh, take on elliot Irwitz's bulldog picture i saw um, that yeah yeah oh that was good yeah. It's excellent. If you when I first glanced at it, I thought, oh, that's the original, and 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 then I thought, hang on, he didn't do cats. <laughs> um, so she's she's basically all you can see is these two uh, legs, human legs, and on top is this tigger, uh, uh, pussycat, yeah. uh, which kind of uh, you know from an abstract point of view looks like the person's head, yeah. which obviously is the is the famous bulldog picture from Elliot Erwitt. Yeah. 
and so yeah that was the one that, that i really really loved but there were so many honestly so many brilliant really really clever well, really the, the challenge really the, the challenges i know they've been a bit difficult to keep up with in terms of thinking of new ideas all the time but but they've been really well well worth doing so we've got a new challenge for next week and that's going to be a, a caption competition now we we would like you to send in uh, i've got some pictures we're ready to use but ideally i want them to be yours so if you can send me a picture where you you've looked at it in the past um and send it to us via the the um the the email so click at fujicast.co.uk send one in that you think um yeah i can see that would be inviting a caption you must have had pictures you've taken like that kev surely i've got uh, several of you <laughs> <laughs> that's not supposed to be the way i've got one i was gonna i, m- I might use it i don't know uh, there's a, a father and um son with uh, they're just um they're just finishing off the uh, it's on my website actually the um the sorbet from a spoon they've stuffed it upside down they're eating it in the way that that bloke from master chef eats it it's the look of their eyes and i think that invites a competition a, a, a caption competition um yeah. so we really, I- really need you to send them in so we can start this on monday um right l- last question of the show then it's the weekend um we've done this theme before kev i know but I, um, we we do repeat some stuff here and there and i don't want to miss this out this comes from jez jez camilleri camilleri which uh, where do you think he comes from italy sydney have you ever been to australia <laughs> go away <laughs> <laughs> my name's jez pronounced j-e-z jez <laughs> And I'm a first-time emailer to your fantastic podcast, Living in Sydney. Um, By way of providing some background, I'm on the wrong side of 50. Easy, Jez. And I'm not a pro shooter, having made zero bucks from my photography. I have accidentally shot one wedding for friends. I suppose for, I was wondering how you'd accidentally shoot a wedding, but then I see for friends. Can you imagine that, turning up at a wedding? Oh, yeah. while I'm here, I'll take some pictures. <laughs> I've bounced between brands a couple of times um i've got an xt3 now i don't consider myself to be a particularly good photographer the xt3 is well overkill for my capabilities however i love the camera and i love the fujifilm philosophy Uh, street photography interests me i'm slightly put off though firstly by my fear of photographing strangers but more so because i don't often see something that could turn into a decent photo uh, what tricks do you use to turn what initially might look like a mundane scene into a great photo? Whether the trucks be taking, uh, be in taking the shot, uh, be in the shot rather, or post processing. Okay, so a couple of points there. Yep. One, I don't post process anything, as in um, edit it, move things around, or add skies, or move a lamppost, or anything like that. Um, and, and that's just my choice. That's candid. You know, that's the way it is. A lot of people do do that, and they make amazing artwork um you know and and you know they look fantastic so yeah. that is one way you can approach it if you so wish uh, it's just not my preference the the second thing about this idea of uh, a mundane photo is what's mundane now may not be mundane in the future mm. so just even taking a picture of the car parked outside your house in 20 years time people will look at that picture and think oh my god look at the look at that old car yeah, or yeah, you know look at yeah. the way the the house behind it used to look and things like that so never never really think that a mundane picture is going to be mundane forever that's yeah. mundane becomes nostalgia shop fronts are particularly good for that aren't they when you look at a shop front think oh my god look at that my granddad's old shop front uh, just with it with a lovely old um fry's window and stuff like that so i know what you mean about that and the other thing about photographing strangers is you know you you've got to be comfortable with that if you're doing it candidly if you're doing portraits then we've we've discussed this recently also i think we um gabrielle was on uh, gabrielle matola was on a few weeks back um a few episodes back we had an interview with her where she discussed her uh 
uh, street portraiture and how she approached people. So it might be worth listening to that. But if it's for the candid point of view, then don't don't approach it as if you're um, you're doing anything wrong. You know, you're not you're not sneaking. You're not doing something. You're not trying to steal moments or anything like that. You know, see it as this uh, as uh, as the right reason is that you're documenting it. You're you're doing it for a reason. It's not um, uh, there's no there's no malicious intent whatsoever. Um, and once you manage to get that in your mind, then you become more confident and raising your camera and taking a picture. I mean, I'm not talking about Bruce Gildin here. I'm not talking about running up to somebody and, you know, or Doogie Wallace and taking some pictures and then running off. I'm talking about considered kind of um, structured photos where there's people in it, but you've thought about the light first. You've thought about the composition. You've thought about the background. You thought about why you want to take a picture um, rather than just walking around and snap, snap, snap and, you know, hoping for the best, uh, which we all do to a certain extent. But the, the the ones that you're going to enjoy the images you're going to enjoy are the ones where you thought about you know the same as anything even even andrew and his super yachts will think about uh, light composition and moments that's that's what makes the pictures you know it's the yeah. same three elements yeah. for every picture it doesn't matter what you're taking a photograph of um jez has also said that he'd like us to go to australia for a photo walk when <laughs> okay, we're al- tomorrow. when we're allowed out to play oh kev please look um I, you can probably first, first place i'm going to is the three cups <laughs> Do you know that was on your yeah that was on your gratitude list wasn't it yesterday? Why yeah. the three cups? You've got the smoking dog just down the road, which is a lovely pub. Yeah, three cups is is closer, and I can pick up my Wi-Fi in there. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, right, Kev? Uh, weekend's on the way, um, so just uh, before we go. Oh yes. Sorry, um, we did just have one email, which is, is pretty time sensitive. So oh. we had an email in just before we went on air. Oh, right. And I'll read okay. it out. And it's from uh, Chris Orange. And he says, congrats on the 100 episode. I'm a full time landscaping commercial photographer and fellow Fujifilm user. Love to listen to your podcast. Yada, 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 yada. <laughs> um, just thought I'd let you know that there's a photo competition running by the outdoor gear company Rohan with some of their gear as prizes. Oh. It's all about documenting the lockdown. Okay, so here's the link. I'll read the link out, but we will also put it in the show notes. Here's the link if interested uh, or you want to pass it on to your listeners. Uh, He goes on to say he doesn't work for Rohan, but he is judging the competition as he's one of their ambassadors. So I thought this was quite interesting uh, for those of you that want to um, do something with a little bit of chance of winning something. I've no idea what you can win. Um, The link is uh, www.rohan, that's R-O-H-A-N.co.uk forward slash explore forward slash photograph hyphen your hyphen world i'm sure if you just type in rohan photograph competition you'll find it but i will put it in the show notes um on the and, brand on the uh, brand new website of course on the brand new website the brand new website yeah. yeah and uh good luck yeah. and i will speak to you tomorrow kev indeed bye-bye see you later the fuji cast is an independent loading zone production goodbye sweetheart well it's time to go we're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.